welcome to Tales from the Fog. I'm your host, Casey, and with me, as always, is the amazing and wonderful Veronica. How are you doing? Hello! I'm so tired. You're tired? What are you <laughs> tired from? It's not like we've been doing anything this weekend. Oh, man. The laundry pile is so big. So, uh, look, we're being facetious. There was a really big thing that happened this past weekend, and uh, you probably have heard about it if you're listening to this. Good old Midsummer Scream 2019, baby. Oh, yeah. So, and uh, uh, I want to hear about your experience because we actually, it, it's funny because people don't really understand this, but me and you, we have very different Midsummer Scream experiences. We do. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I think I see you the least amount I ever see you during Midsummer Scream. I would say so. We didn't even get a picture of, of the three of us together, you, me, and Xander, when... Xander was there. Yeah. We we never do it. Every year we have not done it. So we kept the tradition alive. So uh, my Midsummer Scream was very much like a night of haunt. It's uh, we party, we were like pregame full of energy drinks and you show up and you're, you get straight into makeup and then you put your costume on and then you... Put more costume on and put more costume on because that's how we roll. Nothing can be simple. It has to be complicated. And then uh, if there's time before a show starts, we'll like walk the show floor and like try to collect pictures and meet as many people as we can. Yeah. And then um, the show starts. And a half hour before the curtain, we're, we're out there sliding, warming up and doing our best to make sure that we didn't forget anything. And then the show happens and that's when I get to see you. Yeah. I see you. You're, you're like Desmond. You're the one who pushes the button. And then after you push the button, all of my attention has to go to the show floor because yeah. I now have to try to remember desperately what the hell show we're working on and where I'm supposed to be on the runway, <laughs> which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Yeah. So that's, so that's basically how show one, two, and three went. We had the advantage on Saturday of getting to spend more time together. Yes, Even though did. technically they were working, um, at least we got to hang out and... and and hold hands as we walked yeah. down the hallway. It was cool though because we got to do the the celebrity walking to the panel behind the scenes yeah. tour. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, I'll finish telling you about <laughs> my midsummer scream. <laughs> that's actually it. That's that's all that happened. It was you cool. get dressed, get really sweaty and really stinky, and then take a lot of pictures, and then you blink your eyes and it's over. Did you do any of the haunted houses? Not a single one. Did you see the kitties? Yes, I did see the kitties. I got snuck in, and I'm so grateful that I did. It was for a media thing and with a hatbox photography. They just happened to be right place, right time. I awesome. saw them in the show floor, and they're like, you want to see some kitties? And I was like, oh, my God, I do. So I got to hang out with them for maybe 10 minutes. But awesome. Yeah. Did you see any panels? Well, um, technically, yes. Technically? Well, just the one that we were in. <laughs> <laughs> But as far as others, not one. No. no. Dude, The it doesn't seem, I don't know how to put it, but there's not a lot of space in between the shows. No. So I could tell you my Saturday. Tell me everything. So my Saturday was we showed up. You guys got into makeup. Me and the tech crew worked out the final kinks of everything that was going wrong during rehearsals. <laughs> we fixed all that stuff. By the time we fixed it, it was show one. Show one happened. Me and you ran to the check-in for our, our panel, and then we ran back to get stuff ready for show two. Show mm -hmm. two happened. As soon as show two was over, we only had 45 minutes till the next show, so mm -hmm. we automatically went into prepping for show three. We didn't even leave the slider floor. We did not. Did show three, and then we went home. Yep, that was it. In the blank. Oh, no, that's not true. One more thing. Huh. Albert Lamb grabbed me because from westcoaster.net, and he grabbed me because he was out at the slider show, and he's like, hey, I'm running to the Halloween Horror Nights panel. Want to come? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so we ran from the slider show. We got into the Halloween Horror Nights panel right when they announced Creep Show. And then I was like, great. I heard what I wanted to hear, and I left. <laughs> I love that we both had insiders who just found us and said, hey, you want to go do a cool thing? And yeah. we were like, yes, I do. <laughs> That's like the only way we were able to see something that yeah. wasn't. Well, because we don't have time to wait in line. No, So it's just like we have to get brought in to these we, things. There is or... a little bit of privilege card that gets pulled. Yeah. You know, that, with the who you know sneaking you in. Otherwise, like, I mm -hmm. never would have been able to see the kitties. In fact, I, I wrote it off. I didn't think I'd get to. Yeah. 
So that was a nice surprise. What about Sunday? Sunday was pretty relaxing. Um, yeah, I didn't do much other than the shows. I saw, I well, we'll talk about that because it's one of the panels. But mm-hmm. um, I did actually get to sit and see an entire panel, the only one that I actually carved out time to actually sit and watch. Which one? I'll talk about oh. it later. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that meant the title, too. Um, did you get to go through any walkthroughs? I did. I did three walkthroughs. Which ones? Again, we'll talk about it later. Uh, well, we can talk about the Hall of Shadows right now if okay. you want. So the Hall of Shadows had a bunch of haunted attractions, like always, but this year it was something like 15. Sure. Two or three of them were just displays, and then the rest were actual walkthroughs. <clears throat> I did uh, Scare Ventures, the Haunted Lodge, which we got invited to their opening night. Oh, cool. Um, but it's like in San Diego, I think. Something like that. I think it's in San Diego. Road trip. Um, I did, and I don't know the name of the people that put it on, but the one with the giant snake and laser show. Oh, yeah. That was a very popular destination. Yeah, that one was really good. Um, it was a fun little haunt. And then I did the, um, movie theater one, which always had a huge line. Yeah. Uh, the one I did want to see and I just couldn't make the time was the... The Salem Witches one. Oh yeah. I just I never found time. The two times that I was able to do it, they were closed for lunch. Oh bummer. Yeah. Wait, there was Saturday one other thing Sunday. you did. You did the uh the dark ride. Oh, that's right. Me and Xander ra- rode the Monsters of Mayhem dark ride. <laughs> Xander's first scary dark ride, I guess, if you could call it that. Circle I'm of so Doom. Jealous. Yeah, it was the a circle, circle of Doom. Of Doom. <laughs> What a beautiful thing that it was. It was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I mean, yeah. I, I would love to go see their full length one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, the Hollow Shadows was just packed. So busy and such good scaring opportunity. Like, it's, I usually don't plan on scaring anybody because usually if I'm in there, I'm beelining from one place to another place. But sometimes it's too good. And I would actually pull off into a corner, put on my gloves so that I could scare people. Yeah. You can slide. The only sliding allowed was on the show floor during a show by the Decade Brigade. Nobody else allowed, bar none. But you could, you know, scare. And that was fun, getting to weave through that crowd. But man, there were a lot of people in there. Yeah. It was always busy. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, the Tiki Tear entrance. One of the most elaborate uh, facades and entrances I've ever seen to anything. I it, mean, it was like more was like, technical than some full venues are. Yeah, it's like they might as well have been walking into like the Indiana Jones adventure or something at Disneyland. It was it that was, level of quality. Yeah, I agree with you. The attention to detail. Yeah. Every little thing had every little thing considered about it. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. Uh, and the crazy thing is, like, the videos don't really do it justice. I did, like, a live Facebook video, so if you want to kind of see what it was like, but seeing it in person was just insane. And to know that they built all that in four months. Jesus. Is. In in people's front yard. Yeah, in, in someone's front yard, they built all that stuff. Now, they did say that they got part of it. From somebody that was like another haunted attraction that was gonna like tear it out, but it wasn't built the way that they built it, so they still had to like kind of reconstruct it the way they wanted to. So there was still work to be done, but the actual structure underneath, I guess, was pre built for them of the actual entrance, like yeah, the like lava. that big arch, the lava rock arch, yeah. So, but they had to still carve all that and make it look like lava rock, but the structure underneath was pre built. What's neat about it is you know that there's a lot of stuff they build ahead of time, but they have to still build it on site. Yeah. So they had to put all that lava rock together to make it look like one big piece. And they had to install the talking tiki and install the airplane and all of those animatronics and everything. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than just you build it off site and then reassemble it. Yeah. They had to build for the first time a bunch of stuff. Yep. The level of mastery of their craft is, I mean, I don't want to say it's underrated because I don't know what their, what their perception is within the industry, but it is so great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, they're really good at what they do and they really love what they do. 
And when you listen to the pod that we'll release, that that's our actual podcast, you'll hear the passion for what they do in yeah. the way they talk about it. And it was it. crazy to me that I I believe that this that we were the first panel that ever featured Cal Hans. Really? Yeah. As far as I can remember back from through Scarlet, I mean, they've done their classes, like teaching how to make tombstones and yeah. and lanterns <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think anybody's ever done a panel, except for maybe the Epic Home Haunts panel, but I don't know if any of them were featured on it. Hmm. And if they were, it was as like Rotten Apple or oh, one of those yeah. places. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's ever done a featured panel with just Cal Haunts as Cal Haunts. They have so much to offer and they're so funny. Like yeah. they're, they're so natural when they talk about this stuff. There's a, there's a relaxed uh confidence in talking about what they're talking about because they're not bullshitting yeah they're this is I mean, genuine you've been doing experience. it for 29 years oh like you know you know some stuff yeah <laughs> yeah that was an absolute joy to do that uh yeah so that podcast is actually going to come out after this one doing it out of order but we wanted to make sure we got our midsummer screen wrap about as soon as we could because mm-hmm. we had so much fun yeah it's we talk about this like when we have Rick on and we talk about how he really absorbs it through the through like the postpartum through everything that's published and posted and talked about after it's over. And I kind of feel that I feel like there is so much happening all at once and us being like blessedly having this opportunity, but still kind of stuck in this little spot that a lot of the event doesn't get to happen for me until the weeks after it's happened. Yeah. And then to watch the videos and go, oh, man, that was there. <laughs> and get really sad. Well, it was like we were watching the Random Land video, and he was showing some of the different booths on the show floor. I was like, I walked the shore fl- show floor at least five times, and I s- still saw booths in that video. That I was like, I didn't even know they were there. I didn't know that one was there. Like, how did I miss that? Well, I walked it a grand total of three quarter times, and I will tell you, I also didn't see those. <laughs> there was so much that I missed, and I'm I'm sad that I did. At the same time, maybe a little grateful because we didn't spend very much money. Yeah, that's and true. And we easily could have. But it, and it's it's a place where if you like stuff, if you like to collect stuff, it's a super great place to go. Yeah, and we do like we're not too big on like. The hardcore collectibles, and we don't hang a lot of stuff on our walls, mostly because we just haven't. I'm sure we will once we have like, a like house. T-shirts. We do T-shirts. We do like really specific, cute, weird apparel. Like yeah. I like like those leggings that I got, truly out of necessity, but I love them so much. The ones like oh, the, the X-ray the, ones. The X-ray ones. Yeah, those are cool. And you could see that there's stuff that people have had on display that were so treasured, and when it got to the right person. And that person was able to make that purchase. It was like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Like that's like that's those kind of uh, hand stitched purses where people waited two, three hours in line to get one. Yeah. I felt hardcore FOMO when I saw that because I would have dropped the money for one of those. Yeah. I've always wanted one. I didn't know where to get it. I thought it was like a hot topic thing. I didn't realize how special they were yeah. until it was too late. They were all sold out. Well, it's the thing is like if you want to get them. The convention is the best place to get them mm-hmm. because they do release them online, uh, but they sell out in literally seconds. I believe it. So like when they have the release, you just have to sit there apparently and just refresh your screen and hope you <laughs> you get what you want. You know, there are certain items that were currency at the convention, and that was one of the things that was currency. Well, you know what somebody did that was ridiculously smart. What? And they placed their booth in the perfect spot. So they had those handmade pumpkin bags, right? Right. About two booths down on the opposite side was somebody who was making um, uh, flats, like ballet flats, that mm-hmm. look, that mm-hmm. match those purses. Belle got a pair of those. So they get their purse <laughs> and then they're walking away and they're like, holy crap, I need those now because they match my purse. Oh. And so that one, that booth was selling out of shoes. Oh, I believe it. Oh my god, those shoes were so, so smart. cute. So smart. See, that's the kind of thing. Like you get these one of a kind items that if you're a if you're a, a an items person, this is like it's mecca. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun stuff. 
I was going to tell you something and I forgot. Anyway, uh, shall we do our obligatory piece by piece uh, visit through the Wayback Machine to August 3rd and 4th of 2019? Well, shall we talk panels? We can do panels. All right. So um, Halloween Horror Nights panel. Uh-huh. I already said they announced Creepshow. <laughs> um, and then the rest of it was uh, Chris Williams wasn't there because he was sick. Oh. And Greg Nicotero apparently was going to be there, but also couldn't make it because he was the you know director of Creepshow. Mm. Um, and so he did like a little video. Hello. Mm. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it was just John Murdy. And I think he just announced the the thing right away and then they just talked about um they talked about a lot of the stuff that they do that inspire them to for Halloween Horror Nights like different mazes mm-hmm. so when they're thinking about that maze and they look for like stuff for inspiration they kind of talked about what the inspirations were that's kind of fun cuz then you get a little bit of uh insight yeah for the so for the creep show they used like these vintage postcards as oh. sort of inspiration for the art direction I like Which that. Is pretty cool. I like that kind of vintagey. It reminds me a little bit of like a Christmas story type fifties, sixties. Yeah. Neat. Um. So they did talk about some other stuff, like the holidays in hell and all that stuff. And was that a scare zone last time? Um. Yes, it was a scare zone. Now it's going to be a maze, and then they're going to have a scare zone outside of it called Christmas in Hell or something. Okay. So the Christmas section is going to be outside, kind of like the dark Christmas one, I assume, mm-hmm. that they had a, year, a couple of years ago, and then the rest of the holidays will be in the maze. So that's kind of cool. A little um, IP action. And then literally mm-hmm. right after Halloween Horror Nights, they announced that Jordan Peele's Us is going to be a maze. There's the IP. Yeah. Well, Creepshow's an IP. Yeah. Us but not the IP. Christmas thing. No. So that's uh, an original maze, which I like when they do those. Yeah, it's always interesting as you, uh, at least for me, when I think universal, I think IP. So when there's something that isn't, it's almost like like sucking on a generic lollipop at first. But mm-hmm. then you like get to the good stuff in the middle and you're like, OK, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who else had a panel? Uh, Queen Mary. Fabulous. And would you guess that they're going to have more bars than ever? Oh, good. Yeah. 13, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bragging point yes they love their bars well you know okay know your audience i guess uh there's gonna be four secret bars the lineup sideshow fathom six and overboard and there's gonna be seven themed bars um one of the hidden bars fathom six will take guests down into the deepest deepest depths of the ship that have never allowed public entry whoa that sounds safe. Yeah, pretty fun. <laughs> Booze and creepy old shit. Ah. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, entertainment will include fire performances. Yeah. Sideshow acts, aerial ring performances, uh, and the return of the ever-popular Slider Olympics by the Dark Harbor Sliders. They called it the Slider Olympics? Yeah. Why? That's what it says. Okay. I'm just going off of what they say. Okay, so this isn't what they, what Queen Mary said. This is what whoever wrote the article said. No, that's probably what they said on the Queen Mary thing. Okay, we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Carry on. Um, so anyway, returning mazes for Queen Mary. Uh, Feast is going to return. Oh, yeah. With the, I hope they bring back the crawling through the oven thing because that was way Yeah, that better. was two years ago, not last yeah. year, right? Yeah, they great. got rid of the crawling part. And well, I was they like, moved it, and that, yeah. that feature wasn't there anymore. Circus is coming back, which I think is way overplayed and needs to go away, but whatever. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> it's been there for so long. I know, but I'm simple. I I, I just need some spooky clowns, and I'm happy. Uh, Intrepid is coming back, which is the train one. I like oh, that yeah, one. I that like one's that fun. One. Mm-hmm. That's a newer maze. Uh, B340 is coming back. Okay. Lullaby is coming back, mm-hmm. and this year they announced that they are actually, since they can't let you go by the real pool anymore, right? Uh, for various reasons, mm-hmm. they are going to recreate the pool, and Ooh. you're actually going to walk down into it. 
Oh, neat. So that sounds really cool. I'm going to guess that's an off-boat thing? No, I think it's going to be on the boat. They're going to recreate the the pool on the boat? I assume so, because that maze has always been on the boat. Okay. So maybe they're going to use, like, a portion of, like, a ballroom or something for it. Sure. Who knows? That build sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, and then they announced a new maze. So one of our favorites is gone. Is that the one with the boat and the water spit? Yep. Oh. That one's gone. And instead, it's being replaced with Rogue. Rogue. Yep. Is it medieval themed? No. Oh. As in Rogue Wave. Tsunami. Uh-huh. <laughs> is it, it like tells, an Escape from L.A. thing? <laughs> no, it tells the true story of when the uh, when the Queen Mary, a.k.a. the Grey Ghost, was going across the Atlantic during World War II and was hit by a rogue wave. Ooh. And guests will wander through a maze that is entirely off-kilter, housed within a dome set, and within a dome set to that will utilize projection mapping and special effects to recreate the notion that the ship is listing from side to side. Uh, the dome, like the dome? No, Did they're they... actually making a dome. Oh, okay. And they're putting it inside. Neat. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, at one point, the waters will actually flip the ship upside down. <laughs> it should be interesting to see how the... Yeah. Is this a John Cook thing? It is a John Cook thing. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see how he pulls that off because I want to see an upside down boat. He loves flipping shit on its side. I know, right? I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, the other big announcement was Dark Horizons in Florida. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so the voodoo priestess from, I can't remember what maze she was from uh, at Dark Harbor, but she is going to go over to Florida, and she's going to be part of the Dark Horizons event. Um, and they have a, a pirate... A female pirate character who is part of the event that they brought out and announced the character and she, and who's going to be playing it. And she was in her full garb and they did their typical banter between the captain and, and this other female captain. And mm -hmm. it was quite fun and interesting. Um, and the captain this year at the panel was quite, uh, <laughs> quite uh, crazy. It was pretty fun. Crazy. Yeah. He actually said... <laughs> He actually said at one point, he's like, wow, you really wrote me like a dick this year, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, that's pretty funny. Yeah. I love it. Nice. They're very good at improv. Like, I don't I know, know who they're, who plays the captain, um, but the captain and, and the ringmaster. Oh, she's good. And all of them are just so good at improv. Yeah. Like, they're so good. It makes it very fun. Yeah. So if you want to know about Dark Horizon, they're going to have Voodoo, which will be an island village of lost spirits and a trip to the underworld that explores Haitian ritual and mythology. Fun. Uh, Murder Island, which is going to feature uh, Florida's first serial killer. Oh. Um, as the, as the uh, monster in it. Um, and it's all about, uh, he would hire, so this is a true story. He would hire people in Florida to work as sugarcane fields promising to pay them at the end of the season uh, and their payment was getting murdered and he would just throw them in the Everglades where they would disappear and wow. then he would just hire a new staff next year. Um, Didn't that same kind of thing happen to like the weed weed farms that we have in Northern California? That's kind of some of that stuff happens up there nowadays. Yeah. yeah kind of creepy. <laughs> um, and then Ghost Ship, which is going to, which is the female pirate. Uh, she's the captain of this ghost ship. Nice. Yeah. Flipping gender roles. I like I it. Like it. Uh, and that's her costume, so you can see it. You can't see it online, uh, but we can see it. That's her awesome character. That's fun. Yeah. She's like, I like that she's not inherently feminine. Like, she's just kind of like what a woman pirate would look like. She's probably not going to look sexy because she doesn't want a big old target. Yeah. I like that. So That's that a great was take. Queen Mary's Dark Harbor. And I like that they announce all their stuff at Midsummer Scream. It's kind of great. That, like, yeah. this is all their stuff. It's neat. Um, I like that they make a performance out of it. Yeah, so it's like good a at show it. and everything. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, not Scary Farm, someone who doesn't announce anything. Um, they didn't announce anything? Well, they announced two things. The Return of Dark Ride. Okay. Uh, and they're going to 
add two rooms to Dark Ride, which mm-hmm. isn't really adding two rooms. They're taking two rooms and changing them. What rooms are they changing? Uh, there was the room that it was kind of like you were going through backstage, and it was just sort of like there was like a vent thing. And like all the notebooks on the wall and the desk at the lights, and you had to go around the desk. And I don't think that room is changing, but a room after that. Uh, they're changing it into the control room, so they're going to have like all the Ooh. monitors and stuff and be able to see different areas of the ride. That's a fun upgrade. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of cool, because I, I assume they're going to actually hook up the monitors to, and you'll see people walking through the maze in like various spots, which would be fun. I hope so. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, and then they announced that it was the last year for uh, Special Ops Infected. Oh, yes. That one's run its course. I think yeah. it's a good time. And then the rest of the panel was kind of like a... Talk about John Cook's life at Knott's and <laughs> the inception, the inception of Special Ops and how it started at in Camp Snoopy and its evolution and all that stuff. It's too bad that guy doesn't get any recognition. Well, he only did what, like six panels during Midsummer Scream. Oh yeah, he was something like that. I mean, he's like, would you say that he's like the next John Marty? Uh, I or would more. say, I would say more than John Marty because John yeah. Marty does horror nights, but. John but he's Cook. not as like multi-faceted as yeah. John Cook is. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Next up, they did Scary Farm. Oh, Winchester Mystery House. Oh yeah. Yeah, they had a panel again this year. Totally missed it, but they had a panel. <laughs> uh, and they announced that they have a new production company coming in this Halloween to redesign. Their Halloween season tour. That's going to be so cool. And this year is going to be a hard scare tour. A what? Hard scare. So unlike in the past where it was more like a spooky ambiance with a tour guide. Oh, sure. And they're telling you spooky stories in the dark with a lantern. This is going to be an actual scare attraction with actors and Like stuff. startle scares. Yeah. Got it. So oh, that sounds gonna awesome. Great. It's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. What a cool um, place. Outside of the house, there's going to be a nighttime show where they're going to do projection mapping on the house as well as part of the Halloween event. Nice. So that should be pretty cool. Um, oh, and then the big announcement, which was announced right before Midsummer Scream. Uh, oh. L.A. Haunted Hayride was purchased by the 13th floor in Denver. <gasps> really? Yeah. And they're the ones that brought John Cook and Plague Productions in to run it. Oh. Okay, and build sense. the attraction. And so we definitely need to go this year. We need to try to get some media passes or something. We need to make it happen. <laughs> it sounds super fun this year. And if we're going to pick a first year to go to the LA Haunted Hayride, this, this would be year. the year to go. Absolutely. Um, so do you know anything about what they announced? No, I only saw Rissy in that awesome outfit. <laughs> I know nothing about anything. <laughs> so what they're going to do is they're going to actually make a town by the name of Midnight Falls. And it's going to be 1985. Uh, and it's going to be the 1985 Halloween Festival. And so you're going to go into the town. And as part of the festival, the local morgue is going to be offering tours <laughs> as like a spooky fun thing. Oh, okay. And it's like their traditional haunted house where it's like you're going to go through and there's going to be pop scares and fun stuff. Cool little tidbit. The morgue attraction is being built by Sinister Point. Oh, nice. Yeah, so now there's like an even tie into another awesome Southern California attraction. I love how incestuous our community has become. It is. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's a great way to really like to just compound on everybody's skills and make yeah. something new. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't wait. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then they said the hayride's going to be all new, although they didn't give very many details about it because they want to keep that a secret. Yeah. Um, and then they said that the trick-or-treat thing that they've done for the past couple years is coming back. Bigger and badder and scarier than it was. Cool. So there's going to be more tricks than treats. It sounds like money. All of this sounds like money. Like well, the 13th finally... floor has a good deep pocket. I mean, they said that they operate 15 different attractions across the nation. Wow. Total. Uh, a lot of them are standalone, but they have a few that they call screen parks, which is what uh, LA Haunted Hayride would be classified as. Like multiple attractions in one location. Right. Like more of a destination. Yeah. Got it. Um, so, yeah, sounds pretty awesome. Indeed. And I'm excited. Uh, I mean, if the facade that they had at 
Midsummer Scream is any sign of what the overall theme and level of theme is going to be, that's going to be good. Well, if John Cook and his team have anything to do with it, then it will look just as awesome. Yes. Um, they did the Tales from the Crypt, 30 years. Uh, it was supposed to be pretty awesome. Not a whole lot to talk about there because we didn't see it. Uh, no, but it would have been cool to sit in on that panel and and hear from those people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the other one, which I've never even seen the Netflix show, but it was The Curious Creator is a Christine McConnell show. I don't know what that is. She's like this Instagram star that got a, a Netflix show, and she's kind of like a, a dark comedy kind of a thing, but she's very Halloween-y. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We should check her show out. It's supposed to be pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds up our alley. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Phineas Halloween Land, which I heard was absolutely amazing. So what's this? We need to try to find it. He's the guy. He does all kinds of stuff about uh, um, nostalgic things. Like he does a Route sixty six, um, like roadside attraction one, and oh. he does stuff like that. And they're like these slideshows, and it's a whole comedy show. Where he's, he he shows you these crazy slides or photos from years past about whatever topic he's talking about. And it just takes funny turns and stuff. And oh, fun. it's it's fun. He has a very uh uh a very fun it's like a character, you know, that he plays. And so it's like a little journey he takes you on. Yeah, he takes you on a journey. So this one was all about Halloween and like uh different uh, things that, from Halloween's past. So is this the show? Like what he presented was the show that he normally does? He's never done a Halloween one. So this was designed just for Midsummer Scream. I don't know if he's going to tour it, um, but he tours just like, you know, a comedian would when he does these shows. And they're actually pretty expensive. Like the one I went to was probably like 60 or $70 a person. Oh, good. He can like, command that. Yeah. Like they're really good and super funny. So the fact that this was free with your Midsummer Scream admission. I don't know how they got him because <laughs> he could have charged a lot of money. You know what I mean? Have fun. So, yeah, super good. I hope somebody recorded it so I can watch it on YouTube at some point. I'm sure it's somewhere. It will be awesome. Um, BuzzFeed Unsolved was back. Yes. They did their thing. Ooh, good turnout, it looks like. Yeah. They were on the main stage. So that's good. Yeah. Um, oh, JFI Productions from Creep to the Willows which is super fun. I wish I would have gotten to see the panel, but <laughs> this was literally their panel started at 1 and our panel started at one thirty. Our call time to be backstage was 1. Yeah, so we totally missed it. Um, but it have been really awesome to see that because I'm working with them and it's fun. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, why was this one so special? Now I know why. Yes. Um, I bet that this is also recorded. I bet it is as well. Someone recorded it. Well, wait, didn't somebody record line. all of them? Isn't there no. like a, there wasn't like a dedicated no, videographer for uh, each room? I don't think so. Oh. I don't believe so. In years past, Horror Buzz did that for them, mm -hmm. but I don't think they're doing it anymore now that they run the movie festival. The movie festival? Yeah. There's oh, a movie Horror Buzz runs the festival? Yeah, the movie festival that's part of Midsummer Scream. So they just need another company to come in and do that? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but what they did announce is the Willows is coming to VR. So anybody that has a VR headset will get a chance to experience the Willows. Because that was like a one-time awesome attraction that they decided to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then I don't know. Let me see if they talk about it. Because that would be cool. Um, you know what? It doesn't say that I talked about it. So I don't know if I can talk about it. <laughs> well, they show a lady in VR on... Well, that's the Willows. I'm talking about what, what's happening this year. Oh, you may not want to say anything. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, that happened. That Creep, happened. Willows, awesome. Uh-huh. Awesome people. <laughs> if you get a chance, you should always go see one of their productions because they're super cool. They are really cool. Very nice, genuine people. Um... Oh, look, Tales from the Fog <gasps> podcast. So oh, my God. Be a hunter featuring Calhoun. No way, that's us? Yeah. Wow. 
Look at us. I think we may have had one of the bigger panels of people. We had seven, one, two, three, four, five, six people, plus me and you, so eight people total. We didn't have enough mics. No, we didn't. And you can tell when you hear the playback, you're going to hear like someone talking about something, forgetting that they're on a recorded panel, and like it'll be like super quiet, and then all of a sudden you hear them talking. (laughs) So. Yeah. It's going to get a little weird. <laughs> uh, so now on to the only one that I carved out time to go see because it was a gold bat exclusive and it opened before the show floor <laughs> was Parks and Cons podcast with Plague Productions. <laughs> also, we wanted to go see our friends. Yeah. Well, so I didn't get like, to go because I was in makeup. <laughs> so it was like all their friends in one room talking about spooky stuff. I was like, I can't, Hank, I can't, uh, you Super know, appropriate. not see that. Mm-hmm. So getting to see Sean and Carmel do their first live uh, that was their first one too it, yeah they don't usually interview people oh yeah because they just do like i guess all their podcasts are kind of live because they record them at the event as yeah. they go along but yeah they don't usually ever interview anybody um so yeah it was like their first kind of interview sit down interview somebody like with podcast. an audience yeah so which does cool. weird things up a bit <laughs> knowing that all these people are watching you is like like when you when you record, you do have the ability to do a second take if you really need to, but doing it live like completely eliminates that option. Yeah, it's creepy. So I mean, it's, it's fun, fun, but yeah, seeing John and Ted talk about their spooky stuff. So, what did they talk about? Uh, mostly all kinds of things. It ranged from like where they get their inspiration from, or different haunts and ideas, how uh, projects come across to them, and and you know, it was like kind of in-depth dive on how they work on attractions and what they think about when somebody brings them a project or an idea or things like that which is really cool have they released this yet i don't believe they have i can't wait to hear it yeah it's good it's a really good podcast um so yeah super cool that looks like a lot of people in theirs well it was actually pretty light um but mainly because it was a gold bat exclusive. It was before General Mission opened. People yeah. were still trying to get in the doors. And if you've ever been to Midsummer Scream, you know how long those lines are to get in. Yeah. So when it started, it was really low. And then people were kind of sneaking in uh, throughout the podcast as they made it into the show floor, like into the lobby area. Yeah. You know, it just takes time to get in there. And so I think they kind of knew that it would be like that. But it was really cool. To have something that, like, people working the event can actually carve out time to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Because once general mission comes in, like, things are so busy, you don't have time to do anything. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be cool. I hope they keep doing that uh, in one way or another. I hope they do, too. This is a fun, a fun little thing. And it's kind of cool if you get to attend it and then go back and listen to it. Yeah. And you almost like having that image to place with the audio. Yeah. It's like you have an inside scoop. Yeah, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a chilling legacy 50 years of Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. Man, I'm so sorry to have missed this one. It was a good panel. <laughs> um, it was hosted by Doug Barnes of the Season Pass podcast. So if you're a fan of theirs, I'm sure this will be coming out on Season Pass. Ooh, so you can subscribe yeah. to the Season Pass podcast if you don't already. And this will be popping up. Knowing them two years from now, but you know, <laughs> it'll it'll get up there. It'll get up there. You'll see it. It'll show up. It is kind of high profile though. They might pu- push it out early. They might, yeah. But it's pretty funny because like sometimes you'll be like, a podcast will pop up from them, <laughs> and I'll be like, uh, Theo Awards, and it's like cool, and it's like they're talking about it, and then they're like, are they talking about it's tough to be a bug? Like, <laughs> aren't they ripping that out? <laughs> Okay, they're not that bad, but I mean, they're usually <laughs> like, they could be like a year behind sometimes on certain podcasts. Is that just because they have so much content? That's how long it takes to I think get so. It that and, and they all just have busy schedules. You know? I mean, we can relate to that, but we're... Yeah. We don't, we don't have a backlog. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should. We should have a backlog, <laughs> but we don't. We just fly by the seat of our pants. Oh, yeah. Um... So, yeah, they talked about a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Bob Gurr talked about the making of the Doom Buggies. That's cool. And how it was originally supposed to be a walkthrough. And one thing I didn't know about the walkthrough was at the end, you were actually going to have to find your way out. And each 
there were actually two walkthroughs in order to meet capacity, mm-hmm. and each walkthrough had two exits. Whoa. And so the exits in the graveyards or act that cast members used to get into the attraction were actually the real exits that were built for the walkthroughs. Huh. Um, so that's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, I never knew that. Um, so that was neat. That's interesting that when you said, I didn't know that, Mr. Disney lore didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, would expect me not to know that. There's lots of rumors and stuff about Haunted Mansion and pirates and stuff. You never know what's really true and what's not. Okay. You know? Sure. Um, so that was cool. Um, trying to think of what else they talked about. They talked about all kinds of fun things. Um, funny thing is, is we were talking to Rick about this mm-hmm. and he was saying how awesome it was to find the, what's her name? The lady that made the wallpaper. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do they have their names listed? Um, There's a picture of her. Tanya Norris. Uh, and how she's never really been interviewed. And she was the interior director decorator for all of new orleans square Mm -hmm. which is awesome and then like it was literally sunday i think and we were at dinner or saturday and we were at dinner and i remember i was like wait a minute i have a connection to the haunted mansion and i never told rick this but my aunt and my uncle owned a company and they were they were hired they did coding and they built custom circuit boards and stuff, and they got the contract when they were redoing the Haunted Mansion. God, this is probably like 20 years ago, maybe? 20, 25 years ago, they did a big refurbishment on both the one in Disneyland and Disney World, and they didn't like the way that the candles flickered because they thought it wasn't random enough. It was too, you could see a pattern in it. Mm-hmm. And so they hired them, and they had to figure out how to write code and make a circuit board that would run all the candles so that they flickered completely randomly and there was no pattern to it. And so that was my family's contribution to the Haunted Mansion. That's no small contribution. Yeah. So if you go in there and you check out those candles, that was the, my family's <laughs> my family's contribution. Congratulations. So there you go. That's, That's fun. Cool. Um, uh-oh. Did we run out of things? I think we ran out of panels. I think we ran out of panels. Wow. So did we say where we got all this information from? So basically, since uh, I watched a lot of these panels on YouTube, but as a reminder uh, of all the things that happened, uh, westcoaster.net does amazing coverage, and I do not know how Albert uh <laughs> literally sees everything at midsummer screen but somehow he literally sees everything at midsummer screen and has time to stop and take a picture with you and say hi yeah and ask you how you're doing he saw all three of our shows that is wild. he did all the haunted houses he somehow made it to every single panel i'm sure he like didn't stay for entire panels yeah um but he he definitely got pictures of every panel that's incredible. Uh, yeah, I don't know how. He must be the most tired person. Maybe he has a twin brother and he hasn't told anybody. Maybe. That There's could be. There's two of them. It's Albert and... Bert. Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Albert and Norbert. Norbert's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so much content. That's a lot of work. And a lot. And it's so yeah. beautifully written and so beautifully laid out. To yeah, and... This year, Midsummer Screen was awesome because it was so big that it never felt crowded like last year. Yeah. Like last year, you'd walk the show floor and there were spots where like I couldn't even move because it's like so packed. Mm-hmm. And this year, it very comfortably fit, fit everybody in there. Yeah. And I think it was perfect for the size that they had and the amount of people, which was great. The only time where it felt crowded... The same as last year was going up and down the escalator. That's when it felt like it was a happening place and there's a lot of people trying to get in and out. But aside from that, once you got into the show floor, it felt less crowded, but it didn't feel less busy. Mm -hmm. It just felt like we had more room to play. Yeah. Which we did. But there are times where 
it felt very crowded. There's just the Hall of Shadows mostly, like trying to negotiate getting to the runway from anywhere. Yeah. It just seemed like you were swimming through a sea of people. And then if there was like a photo opportunity on the show floor or something was happening or like a celebrity just popped up or something, then like it felt very crowded. But it wasn't unmanageable. At any point, you could like take a couple of steps and kind of pull yourself out of the flow. Yeah. And just breathe for a minute. Yeah. And I just love uh, like how organized it is, how put together everything is. I mean, there's people that we know that have been going to Comic-Con for years since like the 90s mm-hmm. and even they say like midsummer scream is better organized and <laughs> and better structured than even comic-con which has been doing it forever yeah you know so hats off to rick west and the team for making the most badass uh comic-con of halloween ever it is absolutely the comic-con of halloween i know we touched on that before but it's it it really has everything from like the silly purchases and the, like the small ticket items to the gigantic appearances and the gigantic purchases and the exclusives and the entertainment. I mean, it covers everything. Yeah. Everything you can hope for. And there is no way in hell without a time machine that you could see everything. Nope. And that's by design, you bastards. <laughs> I know. But well, I'm, it was pretty okay. funny because... uh one of our new guys on the team, after, on Sunday night after show three, uh, he was in the bathroom taking off his makeup and stuff. And I was in there and he's like, he's like, man, I'm so tired. And then and, and somebody was like, he's like, yeah, but he's like, I think this con should be like four days long because there's not enough time to do everything. And John was like, man, I don't know <laughs> if I could do four days. And I'm like, well, you're going to find out because we're going to be in Bishop for four days. Oh, freaking letting that cat out of the bag, are we? Heck yeah, might as well. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a fish. We're on the website now, so oh, cat's yeah, out yeah, of right. the bag. Okay, well, well, kids, apparently uh, we have an announcement to make. <laughs> uh, you can go to tricountyfair.com and uh, make your plans to go up to Bishop Labor Day weekend because the Decay Brigade is descending on the county fair. They do not know what's coming. They gave us an entire exhibit hall. Yep, one gigantic building that we can do anything we want in it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not going to be anything like, it's not going to be like Hauntex. It's not going to be like Midsummer, dear God. It's just going to be an opportunity for us to invite some friends and basically put on a show whenever we want, however we want. Yeah. And, you know, get to invite others to come play with us. And get this, guys. The lady who runs the fair literally said... That at night, if we wanted to, we could go anywhere in the fair we want and scare people. No, she didn't. That's a false interpretation of what she said. I take we it that way. We can go anywhere in the fair to promote the exhibit hall. However, the scaring has to be limited to the exhibit hall. I don't believe that's what she said because I was in Bishop when I talked to her. Well, she rephrased it to make more sense and not be insane. Well, I... Refused. I reject your reality. <laughs> I substitute my own. Dear God, you are a walking liability. <laughs> anyway, we've got a lo- I've got a lot of vendors who have said that they're going to be there. We're not going to announce any of those yet until we get everything finalized. But we're going to have friends there with us, and we're going to have shows, clinics, it's cute stuff to buy, just a fun atmosphere to hang out in. So if if traveling seven hours to be somewhere new and different for Labor Day weekend is up your alley. Then come see us. It'll be great. Yeah. But Decay Brigade is going on tour again. Yep. It's going to be a good time. That was a fun segue that you did. Thank you. Letting that cat out of the bag there. I know. That's good, right? That was pretty great. Did you Mm. plan that? No. Well done. (laughs) But every year at Midsummer Scream, like right after Midsummer Scream, we get some really weird uh, projects that come up, we'll call them. And this year, I think the one that we got probably takes the cake for the most random. We're not going to say what it is because who knows if it's actually going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But <laughs> talk, going on about, talk about insanely random. But if it does happen, we are for sure going to talk about it. <laughs> well, if we're allowed to and, it, you know, there's a lot of a lot of ifs. Yeah. There. Um, so we are cruising into the Halloween season. I feel like Midsummer Scream is the jumping off point. 
Yeah, it's really like the kickoff of the Halloween season. So. It's when people are starting to build their mazes now. Mm-hmm. Things are really kicking off. It's like the first party. It's like the the first cannon volley of the yeah. Halloween season. It really is because now you've got, I mean, announcements galore. We're, we're pushing through August. Soon we're going to be in September. And apparently, like, the first breath of September and Horror Nights opens up. Yeah, it's like the first or second weekend of September. They add more weekends. It's insane. It is wild. But, I mean, that's how close to the beginning of this season we actually are. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to know that. I mean, we're a Halloween-centric podcast. We talk about a lot of other random shit that goes on in our lives. But basically, this is the reason that we're here, is to discuss all of this stuff. So I want to put a call out to the members of our audience. If there is something in particular that you want to make sure that we cover on this podcast, please let us know. If there's a, a home haunt, a walkthrough, a yard display, or something even, you know, something on a grander scale that maybe we haven't had the opportunity to see. Let us know so that we know where the good stuff is and what you want us to report on. Yeah, because then we can uh, sort of make a map of what that's going to look like and work it around our schedules. Yeah, last year, I mean, it it was hard for us because we weren't able to see, oh my gosh, like anything. We well, weren't I able saw to see everything. Well, everything but... that we had had media passes yeah. to. But I didn't get to see a damn thing. <laughs> so like, we want to kind of make up for that this year and get to see more of, you know, haunted orange county and la county in the way that that yeah. we should i think so. we definitely need to hit knots haunted hayride and dare i say maybe even universal i'm down to go to universal we're gonna get season passes for haunt yeah oh yeah okay well good oh yeah <laughs> I, universal, I mean like look at what they announced they got stranger things mm-hmm. ghostbusters killer clowns from outer space my favorite yeah creep show mm-hmm. us which I've never seen the movie, but apparently it got re- it got mixed reviews, but mostly good. Apparently, part of us was in show three, like there was a an homage to it. Was there? And the handhold thing. Oh, I think that's yeah, what I think that that's what it is. Yeah, but I didn't have any context for me because I didn't see um, the movie. <laughs> oh, whoopsie! The one thing we missed, and I just couldn't make time to get up and see it, was Sinister Point's hide and seek attraction at midsummer screen oh yeah i just could never make time to get up there and check it out is that with the tricycles no oh you know the movie hide and seek no we saw the commercial for it and you were like wow that looks good oh oh good yeah they, i'm glad i had a positive that company opinion. hired sinister point to do a promo for them at midsummer and they built a maze where you oh. literally hide and seek from monsters they're good at that at getting yeah. the ip type stuff yeah cool man uh, what else can we do a call for? Oh, more of those those videos. Those oh yeah, if you have any, if you have any scary ghost or Bigfoot or Loch Ness monster or Ponderay Patty or Ponderay Patty or what's what's are you making other? shit up now? No, Ponderay Patty's the lake monster in Lake Ponderay in Idaho. Oh, <laughs> come on, you don't know that Ponderay Patty? That's her name. How cruel! <laughs> <laughs> terrible name for <laughs> what is well okay you come up here your own i'm not saying i can do name. better i'm just recognizing terrible <laughs> <laughs> poor patty <laughs> uh, but yeah i love i love shitting all over someone's art project so yes please send me those videos i UFO actually do videos. i do okay. love them and i love to debunk them but that's the fun for me yeah so yeah Send it more than um trying to think of anything else oh uh haunt x tickets are on sale so it's coming back to the pomona fairgrounds in february mm-hmm. um so go to check that out um uh, trying to think of anything else that's going on uh it's it's southern california you throw a stone and you're gonna see some haunt being built or some podcast being recorded oh, or something uh, there's a thing going on in riverside it's like a Halloween, it's like literally a Halloween Comic-Con. Darksideinriverside.com. Darksideinriverside.com. Look at you with the note. Dude, my friend from work told me about this. Yes. <laughs> He's uh, like, have you heard about it? You need to go. Apparently there's going to be a haunted attraction as part of it. Actually, I wanted to reach out to them to see if Decade Brigade could perform. <laughs> uh, I don't know about performing, but maybe me and you can get 
media pass oh we're yeah we're totally gonna go but it's august i'm sorry august jesus it's um october 18th through 20th and it's in riverside darkside in riverside.com there you go dude yeah this sounds really fun yeah it looked fun um that's neat because it's a local thing and then bishop's coming up uh what about the um has the thing or the other thing in riverside been announced what other thing the one that you guys are doing on hunter's night Oh, uh, I don't know if we can talk about that yet. I don't know if we can talk about that yet. Okay, we'll, we'll put that on hold. Put that one on hold. But we do have something coming up in Riverside in October-ish. Late September, October-ish. I think it's early October. Early October-ish. But uh, it's an opportunity to see the Decay Brigade do stupid shit yeah, in public. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. It's getting busy, busy. Oh my gosh, so many things. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll post more as we see things, find out things, do things, you know, all the things. Yeah. Uh, I just want to thank Rick West, David Marklin, Gary Baker for our awesome lights and stuff at the uh, Hall of Shadows. They really took care of us. Yeah. If you guys don't know Gary Baker, he helps run Ghost Train, but he also has his own AV company and he provides all the tech for Midsummer Scream. So the entire main stage was built by his crew. Uh, the towers with the lights uh, for the Decay Brigade are from his crew mm-hmm. with a little added spice from us and our good friend David Woods. Yeah, but access to the board and access to the towers and all yeah. of that. Yeah, so like our audio, our lighting, our light boards, like all that stuff comes from Gary and his company, which is totally awesome of them to provide that for us. Yeah, they do a whole um, lot Because us. our show wouldn't nearly be as awesome as it is without him and his team <laughs> directly reported from several audience members yeah they <laughs> were like wow the lights really make the show it's like oh thanks <laughs> yeah it does it does though i mean it, it just does. adds it's such true. so much production value to it it really does you yeah. know from the days when we were on the show floor sliding between vendors when the lights are on to yeah to what we got now is you know so much cooler it's come such a long way yeah but it's because of them. It, they they really invested in us that first year in the Hall of Shadows. Yeah. Hoping that we would pull through. So I hope that we pulled through for them in the way that they pulled through for us. Yeah. So it's super cool. Um, yeah. And it's just really cool to get to do a live podcast and do a panel and talk to the Calhans people. And that was all Rick West and his team. We had another panel that fell through. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about it because Rick will be mad if it does end up happening next year. <laughs> so we can't tell you about it. But yeah, but it was huge, really awesome. <laughs> huge thank you to um, Cal Hans for not only providing the the decades of talent and experience to us and our ragtag little podcast, but for the huge numbers of support in the room yeah. of everyone being there and laughing at those inside jokes and being you know just being so open and welcoming and yeah. and so willing to give you that smile that you needed to keep the show rolling mm-hmm. like this group you can tell they're accustomed to supporting each other yeah and, and i really do i wish we could add everybody from cal haunts on the panel but that's like 30 people it would <laughs> like have been really no, hard no room for everybody up yeah. there um but they were there and yeah and uh jason was able to go through and like hand the mic to everybody at least get you know a roll call going for yeah. the people who were there and then we had a lot of people who were not affiliated with calhans who came too so thank you to everyone who was there in person for our panel thank you to each and every one of you who saw the decayed brigade shows and supported us and yeah and bought a comic book and bought apparel and took photos with us i mean it's um. It's and been a big uh, thank you to all the Tales from the Fog fans that say, came up and say hi to us. Oh yeah! Throughout Midsummer Scream, it was super cool to see uh, a bunch of fans that uh, were out there. And thank you to you know the executive team members on the Decade Brigade for pulling through and making so much stuff happen that a lot of people don't even recognize or realize, but they would recognize and realize if it wasn't there. Yeah. We're just so grateful coming out of this experience. There's a lot to reflect on and a lot to look forward to and still so much to unpack and, and watch through other people's eyes and yeah. read and see on it on Pinterest and, and, and Instagram. And yeah, it's still kind of a, a wash of like, oh my God, it's happened already. It's over. I know. It's so crazy. It's just so fast. But you know what we have to look forward to? What's that? Midsummer Scream 2020. That's right. And they already announced the dates. It's August 1st and 2nd at the Long Beach Convention Center once again. 
Tickets on sale probably in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Tickets on sale tomorrow. No. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, the, they usually go on sale, what, like January-ish? Oh, I don't know. I don't know because I've never had to do that part. Like waiting in that line. Well, I always post it. I know, but I don't <laughs> read anything. You <laughs> Typical wife. Typical wife. Well, you know, I figure if there's something important, you're going to tell me. So I don't worry about it too much. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure you will see it on Facebook or Instagram when those tickets go on sale for uh, 2020 Midsummer Scream. But if there's anybody out there, I know we, we tried to call out as many people by name as we could, but if there's anyone out there who had all contributed to the weekend that, that we experienced, you know, as Tales from the Fog, as the Decade Brigade, or as Casey and Veronica, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like my mom and Tim and Xander and like just everyone who was there to help make this experience as memorable as it Our was. Our amazing Decade Brigade makeup artists. Oh my God, they slay so Christy hard. Bravica, Nicole Maroney, Tess Dubay. Dubai? Dubai? Dubai. Dubai. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anyone else? Yes. Uh, who else? I can't remember. There's more. There's okay. Who is sitting Caitlin? next to Ted? Yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin. What's Darr. her last name? Heideman. There you go. <laughs> Caitlin Heideman. I wasn't expecting a quiz. Yes. But yeah, our makeup artist super slayed so hard this year, and then all our street team members and Mackenzie and her artwork with the uh, with the comic book. I mean, just so much awesome yeah. this year. So much came together to be wild. Oh, and then also special thanks to our friends at Fractured Compass. Oh, hell yeah. And Merry Imagination for that amazing movie that we filmed on show two. And all the actors that we had there. That was, yeah, the making of that film needs to be its own documentary thing that we produced. Yeah, well, I don't know about documentary. But it's- Mini doc. Maybe, like a little behind the scenes. Well, yeah. Fractured Compass did make a really cool behind the scenes. Have they posted it yet? Yeah, I think she posted it. I don't know where. We'll have to link it up. But if you want more Midsummer Scream coverage, more, more, uh, they're doing knots and Universal and Queen Mary construction videos. Uh, if you want to see stuff being built for Halloween season, you can subscribe to Fraction Co- Fractured Compass on YouTube. Um, and they do all kinds of fun stuff like that. And speaking of social media stuff, uh, Decade Brigade has a TikTok, which is so freaking hilarious and awesome. Yeah. Um, it is Decade Brigade 88 on the TikTok. So, so if you have TikTok, uh, subscribe. And if you don't or have no idea what it is, because I sort of kind of get it, but I don't. It's kind of like a lip syncing app. Well, I think that might be oversimplifying it, but yeah, sure. Nice. It's like licensed music accentuation of videos that you post yeah so you look kind of like make videos that sync to other things i don't think we need to explain to them what tiktok but, is i think we need to explain to ourselves separately what tiktok is yeah. and all we need to do to anyway, tell our audience that it exists it exists <laughs> enjoy it so the old internet is when you go on to the computer and you type in the w no we don't need to they probably get just it way sure, more than we just do just make sure no one is on the phone when you log in <laughs> to america online because that is the worst. When you're on the phone and then the dial-up modem starts going and you can't hear the other person on the other side. Mom, I need a new disc. <laughs> I used up all my hours. <laughs> oh, God, save us all. All right. I think that's everything. I think we covered everything. I Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably not. It doesn't matter. We should matter. probably get out of here. Uh, so the live podcast will probably go up in about a week or two. Sure. Uh, and I think that's it. So until next time, everybody. Did you do our shout-outs on where everyone can find us? Yeah, we did that. You did it on the first one. Oh. We didn't do it on the second one. Dang it. <laughs> That's twice. It's twice now. All right, so you can follow us on Instagram at Tales from the Fog, on Facebook <laughs> at Tales from the Fog. You can follow Veronica on Instagram at... Veronica Voices. And I'm on TikTok. TikTok. I'm on the old TikTok. At, at, at Nani underscore C4. <laughs> Nani, Nani C4. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then uh, Decay Brigade official on all the Decay Brigade shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Decay Brigade 88 at the old Tic Tac. <laughs> and Decay Brigade 88 at TicTacs.com. <laughs> Slash WTF. Oh, oh, oh. We're old. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. All right. Did we get everything? I don't know. Are you sure? Sure. Are we good? Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you in the fog. Bye, guys. Bye.